0: gift for free. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash truth talks. Thrive market.com slash truth talks. You're listening to truth talks with Tara. The purpose of this podcast is to help you know, love and live God's word. My name is Tara and I'm your host slash new best friend. Each week, we'll dive into the depths of scripture together. We'll answer questions that we all have as believers, have hard but good conversations, unpack passages in the Bible, and have deep, encouraging conversations with some amazing guests. My prayer is that God would use this podcast to grow your love and knowledge of His Word so that you can live for Him more. Are you ready, friend? Let's get into it. Hey, friends. What is happening? This is a day to celebrate. I'm so excited. Today we have the one, the only Sadie Robertson Huff on the podcast. And we're celebrating today because if you're listening on launch day of this episode, her book, Who Are You Following? just came out into the world. And so we're talking all about it. This is a book about pursuing Jesus in a social media obsessed world. You guys, whether you admit that you're obsessed with social media or not, I sometimes am not going to lie. This is a book for our time. We're navigating social media and how to honor God with it. And so Sadie's here to talk about her own personal testimony with social media over the years, how to have boundaries with social media. She even gives her own boundaries that she uses sometimes, how to combat and really defeat comparison when it comes to seeing people online and also how we're all influencers. Yes, you heard that right. We're all influencers. So if this sounds like a conversation you're excited about, please keep listening. Make sure to take a screenshot of this episode though and share it to your Instagram stories, tag me and Sadie, because we want to celebrate this episode. We want to celebrate the launch. Make sure to also check out the episode description. You can get links for the book to find it, to listen to her podcast, all the things, but this is a monumental day to celebrate and we're just so pumped to have her here. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Sadie. Hey fam, welcome back to the podcast. I'm excited because today is a day that we need to celebrate. I have my sweet friend Sadie on the show and her book just launched today and we're celebrating that hardcore. So Sadie, before we hop into that, would you introduce yourself? I know like you've been someone everyone's like, get on the podcast, get on the podcast. Um, So they know you, but like tell us a little bit more about you and what life looks like for you right now before we start.
1: Yeah, of course. Well, hey everybody, I'm Sadie. I'm so excited to be on your podcast, and you're my fellow sisters. So I pumped can. to get to have a conversation. Um, yeah. So a little bit about my life. I'm married to Christian Huff. He's an incredible man. We've been married a little over two years. We have a daughter named Honey. She is as sweet as her name. Uh, she and a strong. She's sweet and strong. She's about eight months old, almost nine months. And yeah, um, I have a ministry called Live Original where I do everything I can uh, to reach people as a sister and a friend would to remind them of who they are, what they're called to do, who God is, and um, right now, that looks like through a book, so who are you yeah. following? Like you mentioned, it's out today, which is so wild. Um <laughs> been waiting on this day, and I'm so excited it's finally here, but yeah, I mean, I have a podcast, all kinds of different things, but mainly, just feel called to be a good sister and a friend of people, and that's what I try to do.
0: I love that. And I think that's so cool. Something that I love is that like um, being a part of the L O Sister app, which we will definitely plug later too. But like that's kind of what got Sadie and I connected and just hearing more about her heart for Live Original and everything. But like being a sister and a friend. And when you get that right, when you get what God wants you to be as a sister and a friend, I think that changes everything. And it totally. like- it really goes into like everything you're doing right with the books with the podcast with everything so i am super honored that you would be here and that we're celebrating today because it's huge i mean yes. every day is a fun day to celebrate but we're gonna have some fun talking about um who are you following today but sadie okay before we start i love 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 to ask my friends on the show what they're loving right now or like their favorite thing like can literally be the most random thing. We've had like a Chick fil A order, and we've had like a, <laughs> like a book of the Bible. So, like, is there something that you're loving? Because like we all want, we all want to know.
1: <laughs> okay, that's a great question. You know what's funny? I'll tell you all the first honest thing that came to my mind yes. is the game Rummy. Okay, oh me gosh, and, yes. no, me and Christian and Bella and Jacob, my sister Bella and her and Jacob, they come over like every single night. I'm not even kidding. And Honey just plays on the <laughs> ground, and we play Rummy. Like we're obsessed. That's awesome. We're literally playing tonight and so yeah people might think like oh like your book launches you're probably just like doing something crazy I'm like no I'm playing cards I'm playing cards at my house with my family because that's what I love so that's definitely what I'm loving right now I love it. Like, board games, card games, like, any of that oh, kind of stuff. Count me like me in. I kind of feel
0: like I grew up a little bit with that, but then, like, I feel like over the last couple of years, like, even, like, as you get older with your friends, like, you think you do other stuff with your friends, and, like, sometimes, like, you go out and, like, have fun, but, like, honestly, the most fun, like, Michael and I and my husband, like, we love to play a game of Uno or, like, spicy yes. Uno, which we is, like, a big, whole other okay. – spicy-
1: Yes. Okay.
0: Okay. Because like sometimes I'm like, does anyone else know about Spicy Uno, or is it just like us? Okay. Okay. Oh, we
1: know, girl. We know, and we love it. We love Spicy Uno. I actually, we were supposed to have a bunch of people over last night to play Spicy Uno. We had to cancel and we had to reschedule. But that is like we we love it. So we're speaking the same language here.
0: Okay. That's amazing. If you ever come out here, if we ever got there, we're playing spicy, Uno because that is like our love language.
1: <laughs> Heck yes.
0: That's awesome. Oh my gosh. I love that. It's so fun to hear what you're loving. Uh, that is such a fun way to like start the conversation, but okay. So what we're talking about today, which is again, what we're celebrating is your book launch. If you guys are listening to this on the day that it came out, Sadie's book is out into the world, which is so surreal. So, so fun. And we're here to celebrate it. So Sadie, who are you following is your newest book. Um, tell us a little bit about this book and like, I don't know your heart behind it, like how the Lord really brought it to be. I know it has kind of a wild story of like when it, when you started writing it and all that kind of stuff through a pandemic, yeah, totally. but tell us why it's so important to you. And you know, for such a time as
1: this. Yeah, totally. I definitely feel like this book is for such a time as this. It feels very timely that the book's out now. Um, Little Mm. backstory. So I didn't really mention this in my intro, but my family had a TV show called Duck Dynasty that really exploded. um, I mean, which sounds crazy to say almost 10 years ago, but literally that was how long it was. (laughs) And then uh, shortly after Doug Dynasty, I got on the show, Dance with the Stars, and um, came in second, loved my experience there, but it was crazy. And so just to give you a little picture of how my life uh, was, I was from, I am from Louisiana, this small town called West Monroe. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, I was like, very famous, if you will, kind of grew a huge following overnight. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was like a huge part of my story. But through that, I realized some really interesting things through becoming like famous is that, you know, none of that really satisfied my soul. And so shortly after all that, I became in like a super serious relationship with Jesus and like really understood what it looked like to be a relationship with Jesus and how that affected my life and every everything that I did, which led me to start a ministry and all the different things. And I'll just stop there and say, if you are in relationship with Jesus, that doesn't mean that you have to literally start a ministry or be in ministry. Your life is in ministry. Uh, But that was just kind of the time for me. Um, So after that, you know, I kept doing stuff with social media and whatnot. Well, one day about, about, I guess, a year and a half ago, uh, I was reading in scripture and something just stuck out to me whenever Jesus was talking to his disciples and he would say to them, like, follow me. This is like Mm -hmm. his call to each person to follow him. And I thought, man, that's so interesting because like follow me is such a popular thing that (laughs) we do these days. Like we follow people on social media, blah, blah. Yeah. And then I was kind of thinking about um, this idea that Jesus was famous, that Jesus like, Whenever he would go to different towns, like there would be crowds that would show up to Jesus. And I was like, man, I wonder if Jesus in his life could speak to these specific things that I've walked through when it comes to fame, when it comes to following, when it comes to social media. And I realized he can. Like God is good. so good that even the most insignificant things he could speak to and he cares about. And so, you know, in a generation right now that's literally obsessed with social media, that's trying, that's struggling to navigate how to handle it, how to work Mm -hmm. it, how to navigate it. Like Jesus cares, like he cares about that. And not only did his life um, live like the ultimate testimony of what it looks like to follow someone and to change the world, but also like he gives practical advice for like really interesting things that we're going through that you might not think Jesus spoke to. And so I wanted to write a book that would kind of be a tool for people that are just needing a little bit of help on how to navigate through social media in a gospel centered way. Um, How do you genuinely be the light of the world? How do you stop struggling with comparison? How do you stop, you know, feeling this pressure of like never living up to who you want to be or never getting them enough likes or a platform and how do you just rest and knowing that you're loved by God and so that's kind of what the book's about I was like six months pregnant whenever I decided I wanted to write this book <laughs> yes. didn't think it was going to happen that fast I ended up finishing it when honey was about two months old and um, it's just wild that it's it's already out and it's here but yeah. I do feel like the timing of that even though it feels crazy was very intentional and yeah. I'm excited for that. It's such
0: a God thing though, totally, right? Like, I mean, you would think like, man, like this is a weird time to probably like write a book and like, you know, on this topic and like, oh gosh, but like God's timing is so perfect for it. It's so cool how he's going to use it. And like, I love hearing your testimony about it too, because although like the way you grew up is very different in a way from a lot of us, there's also a lot of similarities because like, man, I think it's like break down that wall and like just really hear from you and saying I struggle like the same way or I have struggled in the same way that like we all do with social media mm-hmm. with comparison, you know, and I think that's so important to see. But you know that like, it's no secret, right? That we live in this, Social media obsessed world. And I think you were sharing on your stories this morning that you're just like, you know, social media isn't a bad thing. Like, it's actually a really awesome thing. Like, obviously, like we love to do it. We're on the podcast because of it, all the things. And it's a really cool tool. But just being who we are, being humans, it can be super easy to become obsessed with it. So I don't know if you'd like to, like, would you mind sharing a little bit of your personal experience with social media over the years? Like, how it was positively and negatively, and just how maybe. God has helped you steward it well as a Christian because I think there's a big difference in how we steward it as a Christian and like as someone who's not a Christian, right?
1: Totally. Yeah. So I will say I love that you brought that up because I love social media. I think social yeah. media is awesome. I am <laughs> not, this is not an anti-social media book at all. This is yeah. a pro-social media book. But my little thing about it is that social media is only as healthy as as we are, and so it will yeah. only be as healthy as you are because you create your social media. You decide who you follow. You decide um, who's going to pop up on your page. You decide what you post yeah. and what your captions going to be. You decide how you filter your pictures. You decide what you're putting out there. And so, if you're not healthy, if you're not in a good spot it will have a negative effect on you. And so many times, mm-hmm. I think because um, social media is just used as like a numbing tool, you just get on, you just numb, you just yeah. scroll through the post or scroll through your Explorer page, you just post sure. something for likes, and we don't do anything with intention behind it. It ends up being a really dangerous thing. And so I just want us to use a little bit of wisdom and discernment in that. And so one of the reasons I wrote the book is because, you know, I I love mentors. I love people who speak into my life. And there have been so many things in my life that I'll be struggling with that I'm like, okay, let me call my mom and see what she would say to this. Or
0: let me call a mentor. Mm
1: -hmm. Let me call a pastor but social media is such an interesting thing because we don't have like the older generation who has gone before us and we're, we're paving the way we're the generation that is leading the charge of social media. And we're honestly uh, not leading well, you know, as a generation as a whole. And I don't say that to be rude or to be mean or to be condescending. Um, I say that with grace and with mercy because I've been in that too. I haven't led well at times. I needed to take a break and reassess. And a lot of what I've written in this book is out of what I've learned, You know what yeah. I've learned from learning the hard way. But I do know that we have a generation coming behind us. Honey right. Huff is in that generation. Yeah. And what we choose to do now and how we lead with social media is the world she's gonna live in. And so um, I think, you know, stopping and resetting when things aren't right and making sure that we're doing this healthy is so important. So for me, what I kind of started to see with my own toxic cycle of social media was I definitely struggled with the comparison thing. You know, I definitely struggled with measuring myself up with other people. And one thing for me too, was just, I felt like kind of a hypocrite. Sometimes I felt like this is several years ago. I felt like what my life looked like on social media did not represent what my life really looked like in person. And that really ate me up. And within that, I wrote about this in the book, but it was really hard because I was seen by so many people, but I wasn't known by any. And I, that's not anyone else's fault, but my own. I wasn't allowing people to know me. I was posting my highlight reel. I was making everything feel curated. I was making, um, posting things that weren't even true. But the truth is like the more I'm doing that, the less known I'm going to be, the less loved I'm going to feel because you can have all the likes in the world. You can be seen by millions of people, but you can feel unloved and unknown because you haven't allowed yourself to be transparent. And so I think uh, that was something for me. I knew I needed to reset and start over, but I will say from my reset and from going back into social media with a healthy mindset, it's been amazing to see the impact that it can make. And that's why I say, I love social media. Because um, I feel like Jesus calls us to be the light of the world, to literally be the light in the darkness. So yeah. we're literally called to do this. But if you're going to be the light in the darkness, you got to know how to shine, you know, because the darkness is, the darkness is big and the darkness is um, plentiful, but yeah. the light is so important and that's our job to be that.
0: This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. to be physically active. I'm also really proud that I have instilled regular rhythms of rest in my life and not just rest when I'm burnt out, which was usually the norm. When life moves so quickly, let's just slow down and celebrate our little wins and move forward in faith and make adjustments for the rest of the year. This is your little mid-year check-in. Therapy can help you take stock of your progress and set achievable goals for the rest of the year. So if you're thinking about giving therapy a try, try BetterHelp to keep you on track. It's entirely online, so it flows with your lifestyle and you can select a therapist that fits your needs and beliefs, but also feel the freedom to switch at any time to find the best match. Therapy gives you the space to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, and process it, which can be really hard on your own. So visit betterhelp.com slash truth talks today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp slash truth talks. This episode is brought to you by Shopify I love that. And I really appreciate like you sharing that because it's not easy to admit it. Like it's so much easier to curate the feed to like even if you're not like, you know, someone who claims to be an influencer, which which we're gonna talk about. But like even if you don't, like just your normal day to day lives easy to filter it, make it look beautiful. And it's, I don't like default or not default. I don't just like put anyone down for doing that because sometimes it can be that default, you know, where we just want to do that. But I am, I've been encouraged even just over the last couple of years. And I think it's again, because of the people I follow and being more intentional about that. But man, the power of vulnerability and the power of people sharing testimonies mm-hmm. and not just like the pretty stuff has come out so much. And I've been so encouraged by that, you know, and to find that boundary, like I don't know, Sadie, like, do you have any, this is super random but I was just thinking about this, like when it comes to social media, like, especially like Instagram and like all the things that we're dealing with right now, like, do you have any boundaries that you set? Because honestly, I go back and forth with how I handle that because it's so tough because like you said, you want to be that light in that darkness. And since social media is so big, it's like, well, like we, I mean, it's part of our world, so we can use it for the Lord or we cannot use it for the Lord. And so like, have you found any like practical boundaries with that, that have just like helped See,
1: I know it's tough, but <laughs> yeah, no, totally. I have a lot of boundaries in the book that I talk about, but some of my personal boundaries with social media is I delete it whenever I feel like I need to. So if yeah. I ever feel like, okay, for any reason, this is the distraction in my life. It just gets deleted and then it doesn't come back until I'm ready for it too. And sometimes yeah. it's a day, sometimes it's a week, sometimes it's a month. Right. Um, but that's totally the thing. The other boundary I have is I don't look at my Explorer page. Like I don't mm. scroll the Explorer page because I really feel that we have to guard our heart. And I that's feel like good. that's a hard place to guard your heart. Yeah. Um, now, there are some times where I'm wanting to do a reel or something. I'll look through the reels, of course. Yeah. I'm not like legalistic about it. But I genuine, uh, generally don't look at my explore page because I don't get to pick that. Like That's the one yeah. thing I don't get to really pick. That's um, true. Then the other thing with my boundary is that like I don't post anything if I'm coming from a place of needing something from my followers, like Mm -hmm. I don't need likes, you know, to feel affirmed. I don't need comments or I don't need, um, maybe if I'm going through, sorry, there's a train. Is that too loud for y'all? No, you're so good. (laughs) Or if I'm going through, um, something hard, it's like, I don't need, uh, people on social media to say something to make me feel better. And I think that's where sometimes we get in this, um, situation is we like overshare on social media because we need people's affirmation or validation and what we're wow. going through. And I need to find that first in Jesus. I need to find that in my husband. I need to find that in my family. And I yeah. think it's so important that, you know, you treat social media as a place to you know yeah you have this community but that's not your community like you have your family first you have your friendships you have your people and then social media gets the overflow of that I love how Christine Kane said it Christine Kane said I don't share like try not to share stuff on social media until your story becomes your testimony Mm -hmm. and so basically saying like yeah I don't just have to share this because I'm just dumping this all out on the world but I'm I'm sharing it because this is a testimony and I Mm -hmm. thought that was really good advice
0: Oh, I'm going to take your line from your podcast. Whoa, that's good. I I love the overflow. I love that idea of the overflow because I think we put it too central, right? And then Mm -hmm. inevitably, and it's sad, like our family, friends, boyfriends, husbands, relationships can get, you know, just like our leftovers, right? Yeah. When it should obviously first be the Lord and then, you know, our people and then we can serve there. But I think that's so important. I love your boundaries. I guess. One thing I would say is though, there's a lot of us that are like, okay, I love these boundaries. They're so good. Like I know that I should do them, but like I don't want to because I feel like I'm gonna miss out. Right? Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm gonna miss out on like what she's posting, or if I don't post, then the algorithm's gonna get me, or like anything crazy. Right? So, mm-hmm. I mean, this might be like super simple, but like, I mean, what would you say to that girl? Because I gotta be honest, like I've been there before. Like I'm yeah. out. I
1: can't log out. You know. Totally. You know, I'll say one of my favorite verses, I quote this verse all the time. It's Psalms one twenty seven. It says, yeah. Unless the Lord builds the house, mm. the labor is labor in vain. It's then good. it goes on to say, Eating the bread of anxious toil, but he gives his beloved rest. And I think that there just has to be such an ease that comes with knowing that God has to build this house. Right. And so it's not up to me to keep 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 posting and do all these things because if I don't then the algorithm's gonna change or people aren't yeah. gonna see it if God has a word in your heart and it needs to get out, it's going to get out. Mm-hmm. And if it only gets out to 10 people and you were expecting the hundred, then just hope that those 10 people were the ones that need it. Or maybe it got out to 50,000 people and the next one gets out to five. Hey, you know what? Maybe there is a reason for that. And so you just right. have to know that like, this is for God's glory. This is for God's goodness. And that's why like I know that might sound like not answering your question because you might say, well, I'm not talking about it for the Lord, talking it for me. And I think that's the difference. It's starting to see social media as a tool for the Lord, not for you, that's not good. building your platform, but building his kingdom. And mm-hmm. that shifts your whole mindset. Then you don't worry about the algorithm and stuff. And as far as missing out, um, I'm going to quote Kristen Kane again, uh, yep. but she talks <laughs> about having a spiritual FOMO. And so like, mm. not just having like FOMO for the things of like, oh, what if I miss out on this girl's? post or I miss out on this party, but actually having like FOMO for the Lord. Like Mm. I I don't want to miss what God has for me. And maybe by stepping away from social media, I'll get to see God in a new way. And so I actually care more about missing out on what God's saying than missing out what this person's saying. That's so good. Like, and it's super
0: convicting when you put it that way. It's like, do you want to miss out on what's happening here, uh, you know, as you scroll or with the Lord? I think that's such a good mindset shift. And I think that's so important to know. Honestly, I'm like really encouraged by that because that can be tough. I actually had a podcast conversation with some friends a while ago, and I was just thinking about when you were talking and they're like, honestly, God does not need us to increase for his kingdom to increase. And I'm like, okay, like you need to say that again. Like God does not need our social media platforms or even our financial status or like literally anything to increase for God's kingdom to increase. And I think, I think from our human standpoint, it just makes logical sense. that Like, okay, if I increase and I'm doing the Lord's work, then it's going to increase the Lord. And it's not necessarily how that's going to happen. Right. It's not always going to be like that. And so I appreciated that perspective because i'm like okay i don't need to like work my butt off and strive and feel like i have to increase and just hustle because then i take my eyes off of you know what yeah. christ really wants me to do right is just to follow it's so his kingdom true.
1: it's so true i remember when we were in israel uh this moment really stood out to me and we went to the place where jesus like gave the sermon on the beatitudes and stuff and there's like mm-hmm. this huge sermon it's like so to everything that they knew at the time and they took us to the mountain where he did it. And it was so interesting because the way that this particular like side of the mountain was shaped was like this dome shape. And so if you have been, you can see it like the people at the very bottom of this little hill or this little mountain, if they whisper, if they talk, like you can hear at the top because oh, of wow. the way that the dome was shaped. So the yeah. crazy thing is, Jesus, you know, is giving this message. And, you know, you read in the scripture, there's thousands of people there. And you don't have to think about the logistics of that. But if you're on the side of things like, you know, we put on conferences, we put on tours. Like, I know yeah. if there's thousands of people, I got to have a microphone. If there's yeah. all these people sitting here, I got to make sure that I'm going to be heard. But sure. the crazy thing is that thousands of years ago, Jesus goes to this mountainside and he speaks a word that was countercultural to everything that they had heard. And he mm. says, the first shall be last. He said so all these things and yeah. everybody there heard it. All those thousands mm. of people. And when I was sitting there, I felt like the Lord just told me in that moment in my heart. He said, if I want a message to get out, it will get out. I will yeah. allow it to be heard. And so right. just rest in that, friends, that if, if God puts mm. something in you to say and you're going to say it, like let him do the job of getting it out. Don't strive. Don't try to figure it out. Don't try to hack it. Instagram's algorithm like Instagram cannot do more than what the Holy Spirit can do for you it can't even touch it and if God wants the message to get out he'll get it to the right people and he literally does that by forming his own creation in the mountains so he can do Mm, that with your posts on Instagram
0: that takes like so much pressure off. Like in the best ways. It's like it's like a like a big sigh of relief, honestly, if we just realize yes. that and it's totally. just the truth. It's just the truth. Like you said, like the Lord is the one in control. The Lord is sovereign. The Lord is the one who has the influence and the power and the Holy Spirit working through you. And I think sometimes we get that mixed up, right? Where we feel like we totally. are but just to kind of surrender that and remember that I think is so important. So that's so good, Sadie. So, so good. Um, I wanted to also talk about, so like a few weeks ago, you posted a video to your Instagram about how we are all influencers, whether we believe it or not, which influencers, I mean, you guys listening, you can roll your eyes at that term or whatever, or laugh at it. I think it's kind of funny too, but like there's some like spiritual truth. There's some like Jesus truth to this idea of us all being influencers. So Sadie, what does God's word say about the influence that we have as Christians and the responsibility that we have, because I think it might surprise some of us.
1: Totally. So yeah, I did this message the other day at Liberty University, and there's like 10,000 people in the room, and I asked the question, "How many of you in here are famous?" And like nobody <laughs> raised their hand, but like two people as a joke. Yeah. Which I kind of expected. And then I said, "How many of you are influencers?" And nobody raised their hand. That was oh, like no. That was like a no. Because influencers have been categorized to people with blue check marks who say, swipe up on my link or tap this or go buy the latest socks that I'm wearing or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. But mm-hmm. there is a problem when the church of Jesus Christ says that we are not influencers and the, it goes deeper than that. We don't believe that we're influential because we don't have a blue check or because mm-hmm. we don't have a follower or because we don't have a platform. And I just don't want that word influencer to be stolen because I think that that word literally what it means is to be able to have the effect on someone's behavior and, us as believers have to understand that we have the spirit of the living God inside of us. The same mm. spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is living inside of you. The word also says that your tongue holds the power of life and death. So yeah. your words literally hold the power to bring life into someone's life or to bring death into their dreams, into their visions, mm-hmm. of their heart. Yeah. And so I just want the church to realize like, man, Not only are you an influencer, you're the ultimate influencer because what is living inside of you has the power to change someone's eternity. What's living inside of you has the power to change someone's day to a bad day to a good one. It's changed someone who's been living in fear their whole life from an anxious person to a whole person. And so what I'm trying to say is do not let the standards of what culture has put on us to say, this is what an influencer is and you don't have power because you don't have a following be anything to you because the word of God says something different and why it's so important we get this word out here is because people are spending on average hours and hours a day on social media and they're not spending it in the word Mm, and so if you are on social media all the time and you believe this is your truth because you're not in the word you would start to think I'm not influential or my life doesn't matter mm. but when you get in the word and you read yeah. what the scripture says you would be like oh my gosh like <laughs> why have i been insecure why yeah. have i felt yeah. like lonely why have i felt depressed like god is so good. And he has a good plan for me. And so I'm just trying to take people's eyes off of everyone that they're following and point it to the pe- person who they should follow, which is Jesus. And so, um yeah, I'm very passionate about that message. No. And I, and I love that because
0: you don't hear a lot of people talking about that sadly. Right. And you don't hear a lot of people saying, okay, here's how you can be influential, even like some Christians. And again, like not like trying to like blast anyone, but I'm just saying like, sometimes it's easier for us to say, okay, here's like this This social media hack or here's this algorithm hack to be influential or to get your voice out there more when you're saying and what god's saying is like come to the word like feast daily on my daily bread on the word of life and then that will give you the power to speak life and like honestly like what i've just kind of learned as my philosophy even the lord has just been teaching me he's like tara if you want to have any impact with your words they're not really going to be your words. Like you can like have fun writing and have fun doing your creative flair. It's like, but they got to come from me. It's like, if you want to have any weight in people's lives, and honestly, again, like we talked about earlier, it takes the pressure off when you know that I don't have to come up with stuff because it sounds kind of scary for me. Like when some, pe- some when sometimes people ask me for advice on life, I'm like, uh, I mean, I don't know, but like I, God knows. So like, let's go to the <laughs> word, right? So it's yep. like, it's so freeing too. It's like, okay, if you know your word, if you're in your word daily, you're going to know the word more, right? Mm-hmm. And then when you know it, you're going to like give it away to people and it's going to be the best words, even better than your own.
1: <laughs> totally. Yeah. I think, man, you bring up so many good points. And I think that's the thing. You have to ask yourself, you know, what do you really want? What are you really going for? And I think so many of us say, like, you know, we want a following or we want this or whatever. And if that's what you're going for, then, like, yeah, try to hack the algorithm of Instagram. Like, yeah, try to do all the things. But where can that really take you? Where can that really lead you to more following But it doesn't sustain you? It doesn't make Mm -hmm. you joyful it doesn't make you happy it doesn't give you relationship it doesn't make you feel love but it'll give you a following but yeah. like, what do you really want you know and uh, you know are you trying to actually change people's life like power of life and death we're talking about you're trying to actually be in a mm-hmm. relationship truly feel love you're trying to have joy as a strength in your life instead yeah. of being you know tossed around by the waves of the world well then you're not going to find that through hacking the algorithm you're going to find that okay. by sitting yeah. at the feet of jesus and so I think it's just an important to ask yourself. That's why I love how this book is uh, the title is a question. Like, yeah. you following? like like, question some of these things in your life, because if you really start to question it, I think that your life will start to align um, more of what you're going for.
0: Right. And even if we don't want to honestly, like, even if like we see the book in Barnes and Noble or we see on Amazon and we read it and we don't want to admit it to our friend, like we're, we're like doing some internal work with the Lord. Like we're thinking about it. Like, who am I following? Like that's totally, I think that's so important. And again, everyone who will see the title will like, no, because this is like, the world we're living in, which I think is so, so cool that you did that. But okay. So I had one question as far as like your best piece of advice when it comes to people struggling with comparison online. And again, Mm -hmm. not excluding anyone, like you can just be like a mom who likes to post pictures of her kids on social media. Like you don't have to be again, this quote unquote, like fashion blogger or whatever the heck, like we all struggle with it, but it seems like it's bigger online now because of social media. So Best piece of advice, it's probably hard to narrow it down, but like best piece of advice when it comes to comparison because Sadie, like you're not exempt from this, I'm sure. Like feeling that Mm -hmm. comparison.
1: Not at all. No, I definitely (laughs) struggle with comparison. I think every, probably everybody has. Um, But I'll tell you what's helped me is whenever i start to compare myself to someone i literally start thanking god for what mm. he's doing in their life yeah. and you know i have to say to some people that might sound hypocritical you might say well that's weird i mean if you're if you're comparing yourself and you're jealous of them and you're envious of them then, then that's just that's almost fake to start to thank mm. god for them and in my opinion i would say no that's actually telling my heart to align mm. with the truth of who i am mm. that's actually um like dismissing that feeling and saying I will not surrender Mm -hmm. to that comparison because God made me for a unique purpose and he made her for a unique purpose and together what could we do for the kingdom and so it's not hypocritical it's actually telling yourself to align with truth and I think so many times like um, it actually says in the word like you're no longer a slave to your sin you're a slave Mm -hmm. to righteousness and so that's how I want to be I don't want to be a slave to my feelings of sin yeah I might still have a thought of comparison and yeah I might still get jealous at times or I might still you know look at the next person and be like oh dang they're killing it but I'm not a (laughs) slave to that like I get to say Actually, I'm free from that. I'm a slave to righteousness. So God, thank Mm -hmm. you for what you're doing. And I actually told uh, Demi Tebow, is one of my good friends, and she's beautiful. She was literally Miss Universe. I mean, come Mm -hmm. on, like that's (laughs) that's a pretty significant title. And I remember the first time I met Demi, and I immediately got insecure because I'm sitting here, and I'm you know (laughs) she's gorgeous, and I'm literally wearing a. Passion, like hat, like (laughs) almost probably backwards because that's what I do. And I had a sweatshirt on and my sweatpants, and she's just rocking it. And my first thought was insecurity. And it was Mm -hmm. like, dang, she's gorgeous. And that immediate comparison. And then I remember thinking, nope, I'm not going to do that. And I just said, God, like, thank you for her and Tim's life. Thank you for the ministry. Thank you that there is a couple that like all these people can look up to as like a godly example who's like killing it. And gosh, like now she's one of my great friends and how horrible mm. would it be if I never stopped that thought and I wasn't able to be a genuine friend. And so, I mean, it's so important. I think, you know, you don't think that you compare yourself to people affects anyone, but it does. It affects you. It affects future friendships. It affects the person. Um, and, uh, ultimately if it affects you, it affects the people in your circle too. So it is a big deal and it is something that we need to not be a slave to.
0: Yeah, no, I really appreciate that. Like the whole like main theme as you're talking was just like preaching the truth over yourself and then over other people. Because like I think sometimes, like you said, you people probably think well, that's just like fake or whatever. But it's like, no, like I am like, is it like the Danny Gokey song where it's like tell your heart to like you gotta tell your heart to like believe things? Like you gotta, yes. you gotta tell your heart the truth of God's word, the truth about that person, truth about yourself. Because even if we don't believe it, I think over time as we say it, as we get into like that rhythm of doing it then the Lord will change our hearts, even if it's still difficult for us. Like the Lord will change our hearts in that, which I think is key.
1: Totally. Oh, I'm all about it. Tell yourself until you believe it. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's like, well, it's like God said it, so I need to believe it. But then like we're sometimes really stubborn and we don't believe things quick enough, mm-hmm. but like God's gracious. And if we just keep up with it and just like keep on it and keep speaking that truth, God is going to slowly change our hearts or even quickly. So right. I that's love right. that. I yes. think that's key. We can all walk away with that. Um, As we wrap up, I have like loved like every inch and like second of this conversation it's been so encouraging to me just so excited and celebrating with you and what God's doing with this message and just in general like again like these are the conversations we need to have because we usually don't like break like open into the social media world as Christians and so I think Mm -hmm. it's been so awesome but like last thing as far as We talked about this a little bit earlier about how sometimes we let social media dominate our relationships and our friendships and things like that in a lot of our time, but then it also can dominate our relationship with the Lord. And so as we close, what are maybe a practical tip or piece of advice that you have learned that God has taught you about how social media doesn't have to dominate your life, how you can keep God central, but also have a healthy relationship with social media?
1: Yeah, totally. Well, I think like in relationship with people, like relationships are so beautiful because they're two way. Nobody yeah. likes to be in a relationship that's a one way relationship. That's hard. Like, let's just admit it. Yeah. That's a hard relationship yeah. to be in you want a relationship where you're pouring in and you're getting back. And social media can't do that. It it's it's it doesn't give back. And you might say well yes it does. It gives you likes and it gives you follows and it gives you a relationship with people and to some degree it does. Yeah. But it doesn't give you the sustainability that you actually truly need in a relationship and the genuine things that you're searching for when you get into a relationship. Mm. It doesn't make you feel genuinely loved it doesn't let you feel genuinely heard. It doesn't make you feel generally um, known because it literally can't because it's just a space to create. Um, And so that's why it's so important that you have a relationship with God who, you know, when you go to the feet of Jesus, like you are getting poured over, like with all the goodness of God, all the grace of God, all the kindness and love and compassion and just the beauty of who he is. And, Then you're pouring back to him and you're worshiping and then maybe it's a relationship with your mom and y'all have such a sweet relationship and you're pouring in and she's pouring in, or maybe it's a best friend and y'all are laughing and giving back and all that stuff, or maybe it's your husband and it's the same way, or your relationship with your kids and there's this just beautiful like it's what we were created for. We're created for relationships like that, to do life together. Yeah. And social media, no matter how much you want it to be, there's still a distance because I think they did this study with kids even. It's like even kids like know that when they're FaceTiming someone that there's a distance in between that person and the screen. So even like when a kid is small and they see like their grandma on the phone on FaceTime, like, even they know like this person's not here and it's the same thing as much as you want to say like this is this is real it is real but there's still a distance and in relationship you don't want to have that barrier and so yeah. for the person putting all their community on online not in person I just encourage you friend like go talk to someone go have a coffee with uh, a friend or a family member mm-hmm. go call someone tonight and talk to them about stuff you're going through go have a dance party like, you just have to be serious yes. like go do something <laughs> fun go play spicy uno go get you you some (laughs) cards play some rummy like go make a meal get some pizza like do something in relationship with people social media is a good thing it is not a bad thing but it is only as good as you are and so if your relationships are healthy your relationships online are healthy but it doesn't work the other way around if your online version is healthy that doesn't mean you're healthy in real life so that's why you have to prioritize your your real life self
0: yeah, no, I think that's so important. I It comes down to, like you said, priorities and then also like the motivation behind what we do, yep. which like so I think is, it's like an answer I give to a lot of people when they're struggling with this or that. I'm like, well, where's your heart at? Like, where's your motivation at? It's like, is it for self? Is it for in in this conversation? Is it for, you know, clout or social media fame? Or is it for the Lord? Is it for obedience? You know, I think that's so good, Sadie. So, so good. Oh my gosh. I loved, I loved this. I could talk on and on and on, but it was just amazing little snippet because obviously we don't want to give away the whole entire book because that's what we're talking about today. So Sadie, as we close, would you mind sharing with all of our lovely friends here? Where they can find the book Because it's out in the world It's there They gotta get their hands on it
1: It's (laughs) crazy The book is officially out in the world And I'm so thankful So yeah You can get it really anywhere books are sold Any bookstore You can get it at Target, Walmart uh, Books a Million Any of them Barnes and Noble Get it anywhere You can also get it on Amazon.com Or LiveRiginal.com If you want to order online But so thankful that you have it on your podcast You're an incredible host And I want to just shout you out And say you're such an encouragement And you're such a good support sister and friend and the world needs more people who cheer people on like you do. Your joy is contagious. And I'm really thankful for that.
0: Thanks Sadie girl. I love you. I'm so glad that we've got connected. Feel honored to know you and be an LO sis and just glean from you. You're the best sister and friend. I love you girl. I'm celebrating with you today. Thanks for being here.
1: Thank you. Yay.